Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Recover Your Life podcast. My name is Bridget, and I am so excited that you have joined us today. I hope that you have been loving the conversations that we've had on season one. And if you've been spending time with us or if you're new here, you know that the Recover Your Life podcast is a community of men and women who are committed to living lives where we grieve well, rest well, and love well to live the life we dream of. And so today I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest, Emily Austin. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Emily and I got to meet at a conference um, this past fall and have just had a great year, you know, getting to, to know each other as friends and um, growing businesses and what that looks like and being able to process those types of things. And so I wanted mm-hmm. you guys to be able to meet her and hear a little bit of her story and tell us um, a little bit about her journey. And so I want to kind of give you a the moment to kind of introduce yourself um, yeah. and talk about um, well, we're getting to the part of, I'm going to spoil, spoil it, is you have an incredible coffee cart. Um, we're going to talk about the long story to that. But yeah. in talking about coffee, my first question for you is this. Do you remember your intro to coffee? Like how old were you? What were the memories associated with coffee for you? Oh my gosh. What a good question. Yeah, I think. So the first thing I think of is my, both of my grandfathers. Um, <laughs> We, I grew up on a farm in Florida and my papa on Saturdays, what he would do is he would take the grandkids we built up in his pickup truck and go to the local gas station. And he used to say that we had to use the coins in the coin holder. Otherwise they would all turn to pennies. And so we had to go spend it basically. So every Saturday we would go to the gas station and we'd get like a candy bar or something, which we just we're also excited about but he would always get coffee from the gas station and i remember just like that was like a routine for him i saw him (laughs) no matter where we went if it was you know church on sunday morning or saturday like candy time he would always get a coffee at the gas station um and then my other grandfather i feel like i saw him they would always have coffee bringing in the house so i connected initially i think with family growing up do you remember like sipping it as a kid? Did you like steal it from them? Were you allowed to drink it? Like how did that work? No, I I think I was always honestly like yeah. kind of weirded out by the whole black coffee thing. And mind you, this was not this was not great coffee, not yeah. craft coffee. Um, and I didn't discover that until way later. But then my first my first memory coffee introduction was like frappuccino as a teenager. Um, oh yeah, and then in college, it definitely was like starting to like enjoy coffee more, and then get into the craft side of it later on. So that's so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, so my first memory, I was thinking about this. Um, the last time I was at my parents' house was my mom when she would travel. She would get me like the little espresso sized coffee cups. Yeah. And so there was one that I had that I can't find, and I have so much sadness. We need to find it. I called it my Moo Moo cup. It was a oh my god. Um, Vermont um, cow, like a Vermont little espresso cup okay. that had a cat, had like a blue background and it had a black and white cow on it. Amazing. And what my coffee was, was like 99% coffee mate hazelnut synthetic flavored creamer oh. and a splash of coffee in it. And I was like, that, this is the best thing in the world. So I got to amazing. do that really young. And um, it took me a really long time before I would say I was in college before I stopped yeah. putting sugar in coffee. And now I don't. But 
Um, yeah. I still, I'm still, I need a little bit of cream in it. I've tried to do black Maybe. and I know that people say when you increase the quality of the coffee, you can do it. Yeah. Still have some beer yeah. in it. I'm open to continuing <laughs> to learn, but I yeah. always just need a splash of coconut or a splash of almond in there to help me out. Yeah. That's totally understandable. I get that. This is actually, I've got a new organic coffee offering. I'm sipping on it now and it, the notes are so good. So I feel yeah. like. If you start like kind of going into that realm of starting to sip on, you know, specialty craft coffee, it'll win you over. Like, no, I like actually don't need cream lab because I can taste the like the notes of the coffee, which is really neat. Yeah, that's so great. So, so. talking about um, coffee in your coffee cart, um, yeah. can we let's let's start at the end and then we'll go back. So, Sulan, okay. is your coffee so cart? Do. Can you talk a little bit about like what? inspired this like what inspired you to say hey especially in a city like nashville where there's coffee available everywhere like sure. what inspired you to say no like i want to pursue this and what i'm mm -hmm. offering matters it's a good question i wrestled with that for a while i <laughs> you know to give some background context like i was in coffee several years ago in florida moved to Nashville about eight years ago in 2016 and I think you know I've been in professional role um corporate world and this coffee dream started stirring in me again and it got to the point where it was kind of a process of getting there I feel like I woke what I sat with it for a long time it, I definitely had fear around it finally ended up vocalizing it to some people and they were like you have to do this mm. ah i don't know kind of like buried it for probably another year um <laughs> and then just through some life circumstances i ended up in january <laughs> january 2020 it just like came rushing back and yeah. i was like this is so intriguing yeah. to me because i thought this was a dead dream that was wow. not coming back and Definitely had fear around it, had, you know, the realities of coffee, you know, I'm running a shop and all that stuff I'd seen behind the curtain of like, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And, um, I think I just got to the place of, I was always going to wonder if I never stepped out and tried <laughs> and alongside that, there was so much passion on the inside of me that was starting to come to life it was yeah like oh i actually feel like if i don't do this that it's beyond wondering what <laughs> would have happened but i would also be withholding like gifting that's on the inside of me to from other people and also from me fully feeling like yeah. i was kind of stepping into purpose in some ways and <laughs> so it got it just got strong enough that I was like I've got to step out and try and and that is that is even though it's scary that <laughs> is better than the you know the what if question years down the line and <laughs> that started to drive me initially beyond it helped me step through the fear I think yeah that's so good so how did that start was that like a hey I tried one little thing or I went and I quit my job and then the next day I started a company like what did that transition look like in the how do I leave what I'm currently doing to transition into something that I don't know if it will work or not sure yeah I think that so January 2020 was when I was kind of like okay I'm gonna do it 
um, felt like like the name came, um, had a lot of initial vision that kind of, you know, started stirring. And, you know, when you have passion and vision, you're like, oh, I want to go all in, you know, and I want to do this. And, but then equally with that, there's the practicality side and there's the, you know, I'm, I'm in a full-time job. I, you know, you have to make a living. I also really value, like, how do you build something well and scale (laughs) wisely? I feel like I, the last several years have just observed and like listened to people's stories and everyone's journey is different, but I think I really have wanted to make sure that I, yes, go all in whenever it's time, but also how can you do that in a wise manner? And so for me, that looked like, um, I was going to start my, my thought was 2020. I was going to like, you know, start a live business and then a pandemic hit. Yeah. And so it was kind of a pause where I kind of just was like, this is very interesting timing. (laughs) But I felt like I had this sense of like spaces being created for you. And (laughs) I just ended up spending time business planning. I got back into coffee to really refine the craft side of it and (laughs) get back into education of coffee. Talk to a lot of small business owners learn from their experience specifically in coffee and I just kind of went on this like it was like a little adventure of you know dreaming being in the dreaming phase writing down vision but then talking to people and once I decided like okay I'm doing this I started a blog so (laughs) I blogged for during that journey where it's kind of like vision casting and address a little bit of what you said of like why coffee and why (laughs) now because that wasn't a big fear that I had to work through while everyone like there's so many options here (laughs) why start another one you know and I think whenever I localized that to teach people in my life it was like the trade you're you're unique there's something that you have that is different and that (laughs) will serve you know people in a unique new way and so I think community helped me kind of work through that one um, whenever that would continue to come back. But then as I blogged and was, you know, talking to people and getting kind of a business plan together, then it was like road to launch basically. And I kind of reverse engineered it um, where it was like, okay, if this is the vision or this is the goal, like how do I kind of like look backwards? Like how... (laughs) How can I start small to work my way there? And so I, along with, I think a lot of people, because yeah. it's become such, it's becoming such an industry was like, I would love to start a coffee cart. Yep. And then it was doing all the research of how do you do that? What equipment do I need? You know, what are the local like regulations and all, just all the things that go get involved with starting a business and then. Uh, my job during the pandemic went remote. And so I was in my house, you know, working. And then off, like when I was finished, it was like dreaming about a Zulon and the practical steps to get there. And so I was able to from just, and we can probably dive more into details like this, but I had a very supportive leader who was my boss and he 
I was very open with him. Yeah. And he was like, go for it. And so I started the cart on a side to my full-time job. So that looked like a lot of weekends or early morning before my shift or <laughs> evening events. And, and then it was, it was a safe basis for me to start a business and start to build a brand, but also awareness, gain some clients. <laughs> and then it's, you know, grown from that point. So that's kind yeah. of the beginning start days of one. Yeah, I love that. Even when you're sharing this, I think I'm, I'm starting to put puzzle pieces together in my brain, just kind of knowing a little bit of the story of, for yeah. me, the thing that, and I've said this a hundred times to you already, but the thing that drew me to you was your business card. I yeah. I literally <laughs> keep it on my, I call it my Jesus chair. That's my orange chair that I sit with. And I have, I've been, I've received lots of business cards being here, um, but that's the one that I keep. And I literally keep it as a reminder. And I'm so drawn to it, especially, um, you know, your last line that says the world needs your full presence. And I like, I remember I saw it for the first time and I was like cried over it. I was like, why am I crying over a coffee cart business card? Like I just, I felt... (laughs) I wow. felt your heart in it and your vision yeah. in it. And like, even so now hearing you share about the like, no, it just started mm-hmm. as dreaming. It just started as journaling. It just started with talking with friends and mentors to share right. that. Yeah. Like it matters. So I do want to talk a little bit about yeah. um, the importance of naming something. I think the fact that naming a dream, yeah. can you talk about how you named your company Asulon and what that means in the context of what you're creating? Yeah, I... I definitely think naming something initially was a little overwhelming because I was mm-hmm. like, how in the world? That's a big deal, naming a business, naming anything. It's, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do that? And for me, being a believer, I, in January of 2020, was just saying and was like, God, if, I, if this is something you have for me and that I need to step out and do, then I want you to name it. It kind of, you know, <laughs> was this idea of how do you co-create with God? Like, yeah. how do you have that relational dynamic with the creator of the universe who then is able to, you know, inspire us and then <laughs> just, I think it's just so beautiful that, you know, we have the opportunity and starting to be in that mindset was like, okay, what would it look like to let him into that space and not just hold this with like, this is my desire, this is my dream, but what, okay, what is on your heart and how do you want to love people well and how do you do that? And so I think a lot of it was birthed through prayer and the (laughs) close people around me would be able to attest to that. Um, it's not something that I try to hide, but it's also something that I just, I want it to be spoken through the quality of the product, the intentionality of a business card, then for people to be like, what? There's something more here, you know? <laughs> and um, so it was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want you to name it. I want you to build it because I, in my own strength, I could build something and strive to make it happen but I've done that before and I've burned myself out and it's not fun and I think that's a constant wrestle and check-in that I've 
continue to have to, you know, touch base on, but that's where it started. And so I was at dinner with a friend. Um, we were eating Mexican food, one of our favorite local restaurants. And I was kind of sharing this with her, came home and was like laying in bed and just kind of talking to God about it. And I had this like word that dropped in my, in my mind, in my spirit. And I was like, okay, that's not necessarily it. But I started thinking about how would I want people to feel interacting <laughs> with this business? What am I trying to in, like evoke in people and how right. I want them to feel? And so I started with a word that led me kind of down a rabbit trail journey. And it was like the synonym and then the antonym and then the root word. And then I got to a suon. It was actually a uh, a different root word, but if you go deeper, it's a suan. And I sat with that for a little while. It wasn't like oh, instantaneous, but I started then again, safe, close people, not sharing with a lot of people details, yep. but because um, I think there's something sacred and about protecting kind of like an incubator time when you have an idea or a dream and who gets to speak into that. And so I was speaking, I was talking with someone else and I was like, how many two like different name ideas? What do you think? And she was like, I really like a Suan because one, it sounds, you, whenever you say it, it sounds good. Um, but then it means refuge in Greek. And <laughs> really that's what like I am wanting people to experience and feel yeah. and ultimately experience then to other people is like as you come and drink coffee and as there's a couple different aspects of the business that I am focused on cultivating connections through coffee and so as people are doing that it's like okay how do you feel safe and connected with others and really focused on building relationships with individuals and then not building stronger communities and then once you start experiencing that type of community then it's like oh my gosh you can't help but extend it to other people and that can be through big ways it can be through small ways and I think coffee is a really great way that you can do that <laughs> um so that's kind of the journey of the name that I don't know that I've shared a, a lot because there's more again just those details that it's a time and place I feel like but yeah this is definitely um a conversation I wanted to share that and I love that I think that's part of I mean I had to process that with recover your life um and being able to say okay like what what do I want to I mean even just the idea of like when you create something you are giving birth to something and so there is that naming aspect of it there is a labor part of it um there's like all of it with infancy of like it's beautiful and it's fun and it's cute and also it screams and I'm still trying to figure out like (laughs) how to make this thing grow and feel safe and like what does that look like but you know you mentioned kind of in that of like in those beginning stages like pulling in close people and I think whenever we pursue a dream because that's what we're talking about you know maybe not every person is going to start their own business but at some point well many points throughout our life like we're going to be in a place where we go if we're honest, right? And I understand what 
what pain and trauma, like when we experience pain and trauma, mm-hmm. when we lose something in a dream or we have, we try something and it fails is we don't want to try me. it again. And Mr. so I think the actual like shutting off our hearts requires Deep. that we abandon ourselves. And really? like you said, like that is more terrifying to me than to yeah. say, I'm going to try something and it might fail again. And yeah. so honoring ourself and I, you know, and I, I talk about building self-trust a lot is, mm-hmm. hey, I have this dream. I have the t- this desire. And other people might not like it. They might not agree with it. Um, yeah. It may not make money. I may look stupid, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I need to know that I showed up for me because that mm-hmm. matters. And yeah. so, you know, I think when when we're pursuing a dream, when we're trying something, and I think you said there there's a right, it's all the above, right? It's the dream part. Mm-hmm. It's the, okay, but how do I make my actual real life finances work? How does this honor yeah. the family that I have or the other obligations or yeses I've made in my yeah. emotional capacity, you know, my physical capacity, what I have, okay. um, bringing other people in to say, okay, mm-hmm. you are my board of advisors that gets to speak mm-hmm. into this because yeah. I know what I've experienced is not only is it overwhelming, like with real life people, but on the internet, it's like you search mm-hmm. one thing and then your computer listens to you and it's like 4,000 advertisements for how to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, am I using the microphone? Should I even be a podcast? Like all this thing goes like, oh my goodness, there's already all these other people that are doing it. Um, So I guess my my question is like, how did you decide who in this journey? I think I'm going to ask kind of the two-part question. Like personally, like how have you decided those are the people that get to speak into this? And then professionally, what has kind of been your grid of like professionally, these are the people that get access to make corrections. And these are the people yeah. where I go, yes, we're in a similar space, but I'm not sure yeah. if I want to receive that same feedback. Sure. Okay, great. Another great question. I think when you, also when you were saying, talking about naming it, I had the thought of with the close people, not just naming the business, but then naming a dream. Yeah. I think is really important when you get to that point because then there's a level of accountability whenever yep. you voice something and you name something to a small sure. group of people they are the ones and when i say say group of people too it's the people yep. who like um have your back they want mm-hmm. the best for you but they also will speak truth to you but they will do it in a way that's kind and loving mm-hmm. and those are the people that they will check in they'll ask you they'll so there's a there's vulnerability in that because once you say something, I knew once I started blogging, yeah, the thing's over because then I'm like, here's the vision, and then people know about it. People are gonna ask like, how's it going? What's the progress update? And so I think one, I think that's really important. I think two, as far as personally, um, the people, I think that. You know, you sometimes think, oh, I want to get all these different opinions or thoughts. (laughs) And 2020 really became a time for me where it's like, who are the most important voices in my life? Wow. And for someone who historically could be a people pleaser, right? Like, 
how do I walk confidently and who I am, but then also, like you said, a board of advisors or there's so much wisdom, I think, and still having voices in your life that can guide, lead, counsel. And so for me, you know, my family, um, there's their safe place. Um, if it's not your, if it's someone not your family, there are people that you can seek out and build relationships with that I've had a, you know, community of people. It took a long time to kind of find those people, yeah. but there's probably, you know, a handful that they're also peers or a little bit further down the line that I can run into that space. And then I also circle back to, um, an older, um, leader in my life <laughs> who he has now done a few businesses Actually. of his own. And so cool. he was doing somewhat business coaching with me during that time. And so okay. I had a few different aspects. I had, you know, family, I had some peers, <laughs> and then I had some business, um, guys initially. And then, you know, through the process, starting the business, I think I am definitely, was definitely blessed again through even just being like, God, like I, I need a lawyer. And then what oh, do you sure. know, organically the very same day ended up meeting someone who just kind of stepped in to help me cool. start like from the LLC, like didn't, that's where the resting striving component of yep. like, whenever you release and just have open hands, sure. which is mind blowing to me, but it's like, okay, we can work with that. And <laughs> so, um, there's yeah, for, for people... I always, I always talk about like what, how to know the difference, like which one sure. is, which it's one like... requires the most faith from you. Right. Um, it's because right. sometimes, right. Depending on your history, making the phone call requires more faith than just waiting. Yeah. Um, and myself, very, who likes to be four easy. million steps ahead all the time, yeah, just saying, hey, God, like, I need this type of connection, and I'm going to pause for a week. Yeah. That requires more faith. So for me, that's, that's kind of a, a reflection question that I use to say, okay, yeah. how do I know which one is the resting place, is the one that requires the most faith from me? And that might change tomorrow. So right? I get to ask yeah. that question every day. Yeah. So today, what what requires the most the most faith might be to say, okay, I'm just gonna put out yes, on yes. Uh, Instagram that I'm looking for yes, yes. something, whatever it is. I'm looking for a new, yeah. new piece of equipment. I'm looking for someone who right. is a business coach. I'm looking for someone who yes, yes. teaches art classes because I want to, you know, I want to start painting again. Like it's just like, okay, yes, yes. that's what requires faith today. And maybe what requires faith tomorrow is to follow up. Maybe what requires faith tomorrow is to just sit silent and wait a little bit longer. But I think being able yeah. to check in, like that's how your heart will know when to take the next step. Definitely. Yeah, it looks so good. And I think that's a good leader too is like, um, and peace. You know, <laughs> where do you have peace? Um, and I that has been coupled with also identifying people in business as well yeah. is peace and discernment. I think that um, it's a huge asset whenever you learn, like you said, to trust yourself and then also be able to be led and guided by 
those things <laughs> because I have encountered both types of people. <laughs> and I think it can be when you start a business or whatever profession you're in, you know, their connections and networking is a part of any industry and learning to identify the people either who want something from you or the people who genuinely have your back the people who it's just there's it's overwhelming it's, yep. a, it's a process to learn and I haven't done it perfectly I think that you know you can start down it I think also learning that you can pivot is also <laughs> really key whether it's relationally or in business learning to be adaptable and flexible is key and crucial and so with the business relationships that's been something that's also been a huge area though to be open to because <laughs> as you step into that realm again does it matter what industry you're in finding people who you can have community with and mm -hmm. connect with in that realm is so important because you're experiencing something so unique that yeah. that you can find you know confidence <laughs> through that process so again it's been one that I've had some you know relationships that's like different things would be revealed and I was like oh I think I actually maybe need to pivot here and that's not necessarily a bad thing even though well, sure. that can be really really hard yeah um but I think it's important to be able to do that because you have to stay true to who you are and who you know either the businesses or the podcast whatever it is and I think those personal board of advisors have greatly greatly helped me navigate with business situations that have come <laughs> up to be able to go back to these state people and say this is what I'm encountering or this is what's happening and they have been the ones that oftentimes when I have started to doubt myself or if your fear comes back or things are spoken that are hurtful to go back to those people and they've been the ones to actually be like remember who you are remember still what a Sulan stands for and <laughs> you have to navigate through that lens and <laughs> I because I would love to say that I haven't thought about giving up <laughs> um, but I definitely have a a very strong drive in me, but this journey has been so transformational and so it's been so beautiful. It's also been incredibly difficult and challenging yeah. in a lot of different ways. And this past year, I think as I've as the business continued to grow on the side <laughs> and then ends up stepping in full time, just through a variety of circumstances, there have been so many times that I've had to remind myself why am I doing this why am I doing what I'm doing why am I waking up at 5 a.m yep. why am I having these hard conversations over and over again <laughs> you know it's a physical labor there's just all these aspects that's like hard and difficult but the why has driven me to continue to go forward and those people like I said those personal advisory people they've been the ones in the moments that have been hard or where i've wanted to throw the towel or give up <laughs> or be like is this worth it they've been the ones 
to hold me up and kind of speak life over all of that. That's so great. And I think we are, I think, I don't know, just in our culture, I feel like we're kind of taught that we're supposed to mature out of needing identity and purpose. Um, That somehow like it's less Christian of us or less like we're just supposed to serve and it's okay that we're not noticed or, you know, okay that we don't get anything back. And I don't mean it in like a self-serving way, but I mean it in a like our hearts are designed to know that we matter and what we're contributing to the world makes a difference. And so like those needs need to be met in our life. And I think another like one of the reasons why we don't step out is the like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I don't I mean, I I had to walk through a season of that where I wrestled with this like is this me wanting more than what God wants for me or is this me like not being grateful for the life that I have or the job that I have or like it took me months to wrestle through like, hey, I have this dream to start something that is going to cost me everything in regards to like how my life was structured, what my days look like, where I lived. Like it was going to cost me a lot. Um, But I think that's just really important is like, hey, like it's okay that we like desire. I think just, you know, just thinking about like the American dream kind of has this understanding of like you just work a job you hate because that's what we all have to do. Right. And so even kind of taking that that lens off of our worldview to say yes now we are so like we need to work hard we need to honor the financial commitments that we that we've made like all of those things are important absolutely but not at the expense of robbing ourselves the the true god design that like we matter like we matter and it's important that we get to create things in the world that fill us with deep joy and purpose like yeah that is not immature it's not ungodly it is so uh, such a beautiful part of us and it is scary because we're unlearning that in the process of like oh well like what am i doing is that and that's you know i think that's why we need people need people to say hey wait a second like you're spiraling out of control. What is happening here? Because it's all yeah, happening. Yeah. That's something in the last couple of months, I've just been really trying to give myself a lot of compassion, like self-compassion right. about is like, hey, every human being that's pursuing yeah. a dream, that's being yeah. brave, that's reaching out for connection or a relationship yeah. or having conflict, like we are yeah. all experiencing all the emotions of the risk yeah. of that and the reward yeah. of that. And the only people that aren't ex- aren't experiencing it are the people that just aren't telling you about it. Like, sure, <laughs> we're all trying to figure this out as we go. Yeah, and it's not something that we have to figure. And I definitely want to self protect to be like, let me learn yeah, right. everything that I can about it before yeah. I take the next step. And I think yeah. preparation again, preparation is good, but there is this like, I'm just going to take the next step, and yeah. we'll we'll be faithful, we'll be obedient, we'll grow say- one little piece at a time. And that's hard sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, it, that was the thing we think whenever I was just in the, you know, road to launch phase. I remember it was probably the week I was getting ready to launch and do my first event. And I was in the kitchen right here, had the cart, and everything was going wrong. <laughs> and I was like on my hands and knees trying to figure out plumbing and electrical For stuff. Sure. And I remember thinking to myself, cost. Emily, like, 
why did you have to do the hard thing? Uh, like, why could you not be content sitting in your house, mm-hmm. working a great job for mm-hmm. great leadership, getting a pay- consistent paycheck, but there was, again, there was something in me that was like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, like, there's so much, att- it felt like high stakes, like there's a lot attached to this. And beyond the sense of, like, because I agree, like, the American dream is such a, can also be such a, it's facade, the right <laughs> word of, like, we just chase after this almost unattainable ideal. Yeah. That it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be starting a business. It could be working at your house remotely and for providing sure. for your family. And that is the dream you know yeah. it doesn't I think we think that it, that dream has to look a certain way for mm-hmm. everyone and I think it really is more so connected to like I thought a lot about in the beginning what will success mean to me or wow, what does it look great. like mm-hmm. for me and for me it was like yes obviously you have to make money like that <laughs> you have to be profitable you have to have a healthy business to be able to grow and break the last but beyond that, like, success for me was being at the right place at the right time, connected to the right person. And I don't mm-hmm. mean in this, like, oh, everything has to align yeah. at the perfect moment. But it was more so being at an event. And let's say I maybe made a little bit less money that it's day. Worth- well, I was able to show up and serve and connect with that community of people. And when I had that mindset, there would be interactions that there's stuff that's happened that no one knows about or things that have been said or ways that you've been able to see people. I think that's just such a key of like seeing people um, that that always made it worth it is like, even if it was hard or maybe the financial goal wasn't there for that day it was like but I was here with these people doing what I feel like I've been created to do for this time and that can change right it doesn't have to be for the rest of my life but for this season of my life it's, yep. it's very much that and to me that was success it was like being at the right place at the right time connected to the right people rather than just you know crazy and yes I have I have goals I have big goals I have big vision like and there's business world attached to those things but I think at the root the root of the success I think it allowed me and has allowed me to be more open-handed with not getting into this like comparison trap or if something didn't go how it was supposed to it was way easier to move through and move on and be like okay let's you know try the next one but finding the gold in every interaction or every event even if it was a tough one so I think that's been super helpful as well that's beautiful um one of the things that you've mentioned is just your your passion to really have this not only be a great experience for drinking coffee but to cultivate yeah. connections. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like and one of the fun ways that you're creating connection with your business? Yes. So I, Asulon is focused on catering 
uh, coffee and conversation to foster deeper connection. And kind of the tagline that I use all the time is cultivating connection through craft coffee. And one of the ways that I do that is I have, you know, mobile espresso drip coffee or cold brew bar and a pop-up around town mainly for private events right now. And when I serve coffee, I have conversation cards. So I have, I have a couple. Um, but the whole point of these is whenever, whenever you're at the cart, you could be, you know, with a friend, you could be with someone new. There's a lot of networking happening in this city too. <laughs> and some people love networking. Some people it's like, oh gosh, it's the worst thing. So it's how can you just make people feel more comfortable and it ought ease. And oftentimes, you know, holding a drink or like sipping on coffee or whatever is, is helpful. But then it's like, oh, like how can we, how can we either for new people who are meeting each other or people that already know each other, you can go a little bit deeper and get to know something new about each other. So I have these available for people uh, to grab and I'll say like, you can take home and, you know, use with friends or family if you want to. It's just a fun way to kind of like create an engaging event experience, but also lead people into deeper connections. Yeah, I love that. Well, we have time for maybe about two, if you would mind sharing them with us so we can test them out. I'd love to be the guinea pig. Let's do it. So this one says, what are you passionate about? Mm, Good question. kind of appropriate for our conversation. Yeah, I I am passionate about helping people. We talk about it here a lot. Grieve well, rest well, and love well. Um, But as I've been processing, I think about we spend so much of our lives grieving and waiting for something. Um, Grieving something that's happened. And I think when we get stuck and we don't feel like we have permission to actually address the losses that we've experienced... Um, we don't want to dream again because it feels right. like, well, what happens when a when a dream dies is there's a part of us that dies too. Right. And so I just really want to create spaces, not only in the podcast, but just yeah. in lots of different, you know, one-on-ones with people and wherever we go right. is like, you have a safe place to be seen in your pain um, right. so that you can go live, go live the life, you know, whether it's the coffee cart or the yeah. podcast or the being a stay-at-home right. mom or being a firefighter yeah. or a PE teacher, I don't care what your dream is, like a yeah, farmer, yeah. like do, go yeah, do yeah. what brings life to you, but do it yeah. in a space that also acknowledges that there are real losses along the way that matter and deserve to be seen. Yes. So good. So important. Mm-hmm. So many times I feel like I've delayed grieving process or just shut yeah, things do. down. It doesn't, it doesn't, it always comes back, you know, until yeah. you really, kind of address it so sure. all of that that's great um okay another one is how do you most enjoy your coffee mm. well i kind of started the podcast with this um so i yeah. definitely am a decaf girl um nice. because i just experience a lot of anxiety once in a while yeah. i can do regular um yeah but and i still love coffee so yeah usually decaf um Absolutely love lattes, Um, Mm -hmm. typically with coconut milk. And I'm learning Mm -hmm. that I actually like um, when put a little honey in it. So typically don't do sugar, but if I am going to do a sweetener, I actually like a little bit of honey. I feel like it's just a different flavor compliment. Look at me being fancy with my coffee. Flavor that complements the coffee. Um, 
Yeah. So that's been fun and being so able good. to explore. And I definitely, I have enjoyed a Sulan coffee and I can tell you that it is incredible and I give it my uh, stamp of approval. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Love that. Um, yeah. Nice. Last one, if you want, for the people here in Nashville is what's your favorite area of Nashville and why? Ooh, that's such a great question. I'm in East. I live in East. Cool. So that's where I'm saying it's my favorite. Um, Love it. I've really enjoyed getting able to like walk on the greenways and stuff, which has been really great. Mm. I have a favorite one near my house that I get up and I walk. Cool. You can you know that I love it because I'm usually walking at like six thirty in the morning, and so that yeah. telling you that it's good. Um, That's often, but yeah, it's definitely been fun to explore. But thank you for sharing those with us. Um, I would love for local friends to be able to connect with you. So, um, yeah. if they want to find you for coffee, or if they want to book you for an event, where do they go to find you? Yes, you can just go to suoncollective.com or you can connect with us on social media. Uh, we're pretty much on all of the platforms. We are uh, we have a pop-up shop now so hey. locals can come and drink coffee, which is going to be at Harding House Brewery Co. in the Nation. Awesome. It's such a great area as well. Um, but you can definitely, following us probably on Instagram is one of the best ways to definitely stay up to date on events and where we're at. Amazing. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. We're so grateful for your wisdom and just sharing your bravery. And friends, we just pray that this conversation inspires you to step out and dream. And maybe that's taking the final step to, um, make it official or maybe it's just to share with someone hey there's this dream that i have been holding that i'm scared to share but i want to share um would you call a friend Mm. would you go for a cup of coffee um if you're local go see emily have a cup of coffee um and maybe you have a friend who you know has a dream that they're um that needs to be part of our world would you share this episode with them and start a conversation to champion each other into the next season of what that dream looks like Until next time, see you, friends. Have a wonderful week.